This is Tim Page from the Awesome Podcast, and when I want to get my veg on, I check out Vegetarian Zen. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. I'm Larissa. And this is episode number 10, Back to School the Healthy Way. I can't believe it's episode 10. I can't believe it's episode 10. And what, what? I can't believe the intro. Yes, that was awesome. How is that? Really, it was actually awesome. So tell us literally why. awesome. Tell us why. So the intro today was done by Tim Page from the Awesome Podcast. And Thank he you, Tim. is amazing. He's such a nice guy. I he's His podcast, The Awesome Podcast, is one that I never miss. And I was driving home from my nine to five one day and listening to his most recent episode, or at the time was the most recent episode, and heard him talking about how he was willing to do an intro for a couple of his listeners. And I thought, by the time I got home, I was like, yeah, he's probably got like a lot of requests and... Okay, well, I'll just give it a shot. So I emailed him, just let him know we were a newer podcast, would really appreciate it if he would spend some time to do an intro for us, and it would help us go a long way. And he responded back immediately, like the next morning, and said he'd be honored to do it. So he, and he was so cool, sending, you know, back and forth some, um, some until we tweaked it down to what it is right now and it, just amazing guy really nice guy and he is also a vegetarian him and his wife are vegetarians so would you think that it would be correct to say that tim page is awesome he is awesome all right and you can find him at, on itunes at the awesome podcast and just so you know a little bit about his show i'm going to read this right from his about me page on his what on uh, the awesome podcast.com this show is about living an awesome life whatever that means to you I know how hard it can be to figure out what truly leaves you fulfilled and provides value to the world, so I'm here to introduce you to people who can help get it done. And he certainly does that. He's interviewed recently John Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, Pat Flynn from The Smart Passive Income, Spencer Hawes from Niche Pursuits. I mean, these are guys I listen to regularly, so he's definitely rocking it. And again, just thank you so much, Tim, for your intro. Thank you, Tim. Okay, now we have another thank you. Um, last week, our episode on our episode number nine was on Farnoosh Brock's The Healthy Juicer's Bible. So, and also, just a reminder: don't forget that tonight at midnight we will be doing a drawing for a giveaway for Farnoosh Brock's The Healthy Juicer's Bible to one lucky newsletter subscriber. So, if you have not gotten signed up for our newsletter, the Vegetarian Zen Newsbeat, please go out to our website, and it is. It is right up, uh, as soon as you get onto the page, it is right to the right. You'll see, uh, please sign up for our newsletter, and we will be selecting a lucky winner from our existing newsletter subscribers, meaning as long as you get in, subscribe by midnight midnight tonight, you will be among the eligible winners. And if you follow us on Facebook, you can also subscribe on our Facebook page up at the top where the, all the little um, the events and, and photos and everything. There's one that says Vegetarians and Newsbeat. There's a little purple beat there and just click on that and it'll take you to the sign up page as well. 
And the thank you for Farnoosh goes uh, to her because she added us to our resource to her resources page. I thought that was really cool. Um, she's got a, a page for her book, and she's got several resources listed on that page. And she added our podcast as one of the resources for linking to our podcast. So much appreciated, Farnoosh. Thank, thank you, you, and thank you for such an awesome book. Right. Um, one more thing. One more thank you, and then one announcement. Uh, we received four more five-star ratings this week. Woohoo! Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to our listeners for the ratings and reviews we've been receiving. I'd just like to mention two of the f- reviews that we received this week. One is from Feast of Greens, and the other one is from Cindy Rook. Um, Feast of Greens says that these podcasts are bursting with useful information. The style of delivery is pleasantly informal and devoid of jargon, making it easy for anyone to understand and implement. Cindy writes, listening to the podcast is akin to sitting down with these ladies and really digging into the research. So thank you so much, Feast of Greens and Cindy Rook, for your reviews. That's awesome, too. That's great feedback because... That's really what we strive to do, right? I mean, right? When we became vegetarians, we're still relatively new vegetarians, but we have really taken it seriously as far as diving into what's out there. We don't strive to be like the cutting edge research of vegetarianism. We're just trying to make people understand how they can improve their lives little by little. There's a lot of debates. There's a lot of new studies and such, but really we're just trying to break it down for people that are living their lives every day and just trying to eat a little bit healthier. So right. really appreciate the feedback if anyone has any feedback first of all we would appreciate it if you go out to itunes and give us a rating we were so super stoked because we made it to the front page of the new and noteworthy in itunes Uh, we were number five now that fluctuates right it fluctuates because people are coming in new and new you know itunes will re-rate re-rank people as new reviews come in so that's why it's so important to us that you get out there if you have just a few minutes to leave us a rating and and the other thing is it helps people find us. Right, right. And of course, we're always open to constructive feedback. So if you have anything you'd like to hear or any ways that you feel we can improve the podcast, by all means, send us an email. We'd be happy to, to talk to you about that. Absolutely. Okay, and then one more quick uh, announcement before we move on to our main topic today. We were invited to participate in a local event. Um, a woman by the name of Norma Witherspoon, who it was one of our very first fans on Facebook, Facebook. Um, she ha- is very involved in the local schools and, and, and helping kids. And she contacted me and asked if we would participate in a back to school event. And of course, we said yes, and we're very excited about it. The name of the event is Back to School Looking the Part. And Norma is, is a huge part of the organization. The main organizer's name is Joaquin Arch. And uh, what we'll be doing is we'll just have an information table set up with some healthy, helping, helping parents and kids to understand how to eat more healthy meals, prepare healthy lunches, and just give kids some, some ideas of things that they can have for after school snacks that are more healthy. Uh, but we're very excited to do this. The event is, if you're in San Antonio or in the area, the event is on August 25th, that's a Sunday, and it's from 4 to eight and i don't have the exact address but i will post it in the show notes so if you're in the area if you have kids if you're interested um, please come by and check us out 
And uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So thank you so much, Norma and Joaquin, for inviting us. Should be awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into our featured topic for today, which is back to school the healthy way. All right. So if you have listened to this at all, any of our past episodes, or if you know us, you know, we don't have kids. So why are we doing a back to school episode? Well, we have a lot of friends with kids. We have uh, Facebook followers with kids. And one of the most important things I think you can do for your children is to get them off to a good, healthy start at the beginning of the school year and continue that throughout the year. Plus, healthy kids means healthy adults. Exactly. And so that's, that's our goal for this. And what we'll be doing is throughout this week, now we're keeping in mind we're recording a week you know, behind. So we'll be posting a blog series on back to school. We felt it was more important. It's, it's too big to just to do a podcast and one little blog post. So we've got a series that we'll be publishing throughout the week. So by the time this podcast is live, by the time you're listening to it, there'll be a series of posts on our website talking about different aspects of how to be healthy, um, going back to school, how to um, have a little bit of fun doing it and how to be eco-friendly, which is very important. So that's basically what we're doing here. So I'll let uh, Vicki get started with, with how to be healthy. Okay. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about school lunches. So school lunches are getting healthier overall, but they're still not exactly where they need to be. So, you know, one of Michelle Obama's primary initiatives is to help get kids healthier, not just in moving. So she's always talking about exercise, but also with, uh, in nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so in 2010, there was a hunger free kids act that was passed. And then the USDA has made some strides in school lunch requirements, which are seeking to make school lunches healthier overall, but they're still not exactly where they need to be. Um, they're still saturated with sodium, fat, trans fats, And there are still no really solid regulations as to how the food can be cooked. So there's still a lot of fried foods in school cafeterias and such. Now, here's something very encouraging. I read an article this week about an elementary school. This is the Active Learning Elementary School in New York that has moved to all vegetarian. That just blows my mind. When I read that, I just, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited by that. And the school is uh, nearly 400 students, and they're from pre-kindergarten to third grade. And this is a relatively new school, so it was just opened about five years ago. But um, the principal has slowly moved the school towards vegetarianism over a couple years. And I think he started out with just like a couple of days of vegetarian days and then has moved them now to where they're completely vegetarian and got feedback from the kids as well as to what was good, what they liked and what they didn't like. So I think he started out with like tofu. And of course, tofu, we talked about in a couple episodes uh, ago that you really have to get creative with tofu because it can be bland if you're not getting creative with it. So he had started with tofu and then he uh, he made it like barbecue. He did vegetarian chili, brown rice, falafel, just a lot of different stuff well um, and I think by I think by asking the kids input I think that's a great way to empower these kids too yeah you know by making them understand that they have a say and they're contributing to their own health which I think is just phenomenal absolutely in fact I even have a quote here from one of the kids that said when you're healthy you can do better on tests and you can fight more diseases that was student Nick Lynn 
That's he told awesome. a CNN affiliate affiliate um, that. So that is cool. And what's cool, it's a whole mindset. The parents also, uh, I was reading that the principal walked into a PTA meeting and was applauded, got a roaring applause for his efforts to make the school, uh, school cafeteria lunches healthier. And the cool part is he's done it with very little uh, additional cost to the mm-hmm. school. Right. I think this article actually said no additional cost to the school. Right, so, right. so it is possible to do that. That's great. But there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, the vending machines, obviously, and, and then some of the a la carte things in the cafe still aren't very healthy. The other thing to think about is when you go to, I mean, this is really goes deep. When you think about, like I went out to uh, myfoodpyramid.gov uh, or mm-hmm. uh, it's choosemyplate.gov now. And that's, that's the actual, this that's is, the USDA this website. This is the right? USDA website, right. And you have to remember, this is a government website. And because I'm not going to try to get into these... Um, Politics. They call this, yeah, <laughs> too much into <laughs> politics. But I mean, the truth of government entities are that they are influenced by lobbyists, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why you'll see, for example, when it talks about your dairy or your, I'm sorry, not your dairy, your calcium requirements, it leads you right to dairy. I mean, that's pretty much all it referenced dairy and cheese. Mm-hmm. And we both know there are other ways that you can get calcium, right? right? right. So just remember that even, you know, those things are subject to being influenced by lobbyists. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to do your own digging or digging or listening to things like this podcast so we can try to bring you information to help you make informed decisions about what your kids can eat and what you can eat. Right. And I think what Vicki just said about what you can eat is very important because kids learn by example. And we were just talking about that at lunch today, how how you and your brother and sister all ended up being such veggie lovers. And um, you said it's you feel that it's because your parents put it in front of you and they ate it. Right. And, and that was what was on the table. You know, there was none of this. We make special things for everybody. It was uh-huh. like it was on the table and you ate it. And yeah. a lot of that consisted of fruits and vegetables. And I saw my parents eating it. So it was really nothing. And then they raised three kids who all love fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So props right. to mom and dad on that. Yep. Okay. So even though there's some strides being made in cafeteria lunches, there are kids out there that are being raised in vegetarian and vegan homes or just homes where the parents are trying to make smarter choices. So what makes a lot of sense is in those cases is to pack your own lunch. And not the peanut butter and jelly chips and pudding that I had every day for 12 years. Not that, oh, I don't think. Man. I don't think that qualifies. Oh, okay. Um, but the thing to remember when you're packing lunches for your kids is to, you still want to be, and that goes to the point, you want to be careful not to pack processed foods. Mm-hmm. You want more whole, food, whole foods than processed foods. So no chips and pudding. No what? Chips and pudding. No chips and pudding, I don't I think. No. <laughs> uh, unless they're pita chips and... Maybe soy pudding pudding, or something, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But see, that's cool because that does exist now, right? And so if you raise your kids liking that, then of course they can have chips and pudding. It's just the type of chips and pudding. Right. Um, And you want to be creative. So kids, they love to create. They're creative by nature. And so when you pack them lunches, if they open up and they see a sandwich and like an apple, that's going to be boring, especially when they see their friends eating pizza and drinking soda and all that. So you want to try to give them things that are going to make them excited to eat and kids love to express their creativity so consider some stackable veggies uh, and fruits and maybe some healthy dips 
So like healthy, non-processed Lunchables. Right. Because that's what those are. They're those, all those, and you put this on this and this on that, but it's just all processed yuck. Yep. And like mini bagels, they uh-huh. can make their own pizza. Um, if you put cheese or if you're a vegetarian or soy cheese, if uh-huh. you're a vegan, um, fruit and cheese plate. And we have some, I should mention this as well. I started a Pinterest page that says back to the title of the, of the board. I'm sorry, not a Pinterest page, a Pinterest board that the title of it is back to school for vegetarian and vegan kids. Um, and I think I changed the name of that actually to back to school for healthy kids. Um, or back, no, I, I changed it back to school the healthy way. Yeah, to match the name of our right exactly to match the name <laughs> okay. of our podcast well you'll see it on there and you'll see a lot of really good ideas for how to make kids lunches a little bit more fun another great idea was to use cookie cutters to create bread um to cut i'm sorry to cut bread into shapes that mm-hmm. are fun for kids you could do that with melons you could do that with apples to cut. Right. And you can use, you don't have, you have to use the giant cookie cutters. You can use the little Petty Four cookie cutters, which are small and, you know, bite size. Yeah. And here's something as well. Fruits cut up tend to be eaten more than whole fruits. Um, I was reading uh, an article by a mom who was trying to get her kids to eat healthier. And she said that her son kept sending back his apple that, you know, he'd come home with his lunch bag and it still had his whole apple in there. And so one day she just cut it into cubes and put like little, a little cocktail toothpick in mm-hmm. it. And I guess he had fun stabbing it and eating it. And so he... Well, there you go. Yeah. So, Plus, you got to think about what seven-year-old kid is going to want to come home with his loose tooth stuck in an apple, you know? So, it, I mean, it's little things like right. that. Right. Okay. So, um, some dried fruit snacks. Now, I know you've experimented with dry fruit. <laughs> <laughs> You had to bring it up. Hey, I'm still working She's on it. She's experimenting with that, but she I guess she didn't realize it took three days to no. make. Or <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to take three days. But anyway, but there's plenty of good organic dried fruit at Whole Foods or different health food stores or, you know, just look for organic. Look for the USDA um, organic symbol uh, or the non-GMO symbol on the packaging. Yeah, and then there's fun-shaped pasta, like wagon wheels, macaroni. Kids love that stuff. I think stuff. I've even seen, like, SpongeBob and stuff. But yeah. I think, that's, I, I think that might be just in the processed, super processed Well, they're coming stuff. out with a lot. Of, the healthy, the people that make the healthier uh, foods are really coming out with a lot of that's good true. Um, creative, like, even the cereals, you know, mm-hmm. we've bought a couple of mm-hmm. those. So yeah. uh, Hummus, soy milk, and then vegan and veggie cookies and muffins. And here's where we need to bring up those PBJ muffins that she made the other day because yeah. those were awesome. You're going to post those on the website, I'm right? I'm going to post the recipe. And these are great because it's whole wheat flour. It's natural peanut butter. Um, I use – there are peanut butter muffins that have a, a – jelly filling or jam filling and i use jam or jelly that i buy at the farmer's market so it's um, less processed yes there's not exactly. a lot of preservatives and exactly stuff, yeah. but I'll, I'll post that recipe and then these are it's great because you can even make them as the mini muffins that'll fit in kids lunches and be you know bite size so go out to our pinterest page if you haven't done so already definitely follow us and then check out the back to school the healthy way board that i created and you'll see a lot of Um, good examples of some ways to make kids lunches more fun the other thing is because you might say i barely you know we're rushing out the door in the morning i don't have time to be cookie cutting cutting Mm -hmm. the bread and all that um you 
you can make that a like a weekend project with your kids for mm-hmm. the week. Maybe to help get as many get as much ready as you can on the weekends or the night before, right. and that's fun for them too. So they have like a vested interest in their lunch, and it's fun for them when they open it up and they see something that they help to create. Right, so. right. And that that kind of goes on on something else that I had considered too, is to have a kind of a planning session with your kids you know make them involved in their lunch don't just say okay well here's what you're getting you know um you can have a planning session where if you've got more than one one child make each day for breakfast you know their day to pick what's their favorite is for breakfast and then but for lunches kind of go through the week and let them choose what they want for each day right. and that way you'll have a schedule and you know, it'll be easier to do Okay, so let's get into some eco-friendly school supplies. Okay, well, um, I'm just going to kind of give a general overview here because there's so many products and there's so many um, resources online. And I'll have more when when we do our blog posts this week. I'll have more detail in those. And I'll also post some to the Pinterest board as well. Oh, very good. That's a good idea. So, but basically, there's a couple of, of things you want to consider. One is recyclability, because, you know, we all want to help the planet as much as we can. And so, you really want to go for products, school supplies that are made from recycled content, are recyclable um, as much as possible. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But the other thing is you want to protect your kids and you want to protect yourself. And so many of these products that you go and you buy at Office Depot or, or Walmart or Costco are toxic. I mean, these things have PVC. You know, the binders are PVC. I know when you were telling me about some of this, I got flashbacks to all the things I used to put in my mouth as a oh child. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> ate so many pencils. And, and you know, back when we were kids, pencils Paper, were lead. pencils. I know. They weren't graphite. They were lead. Exactly. And, the you know, the paint on the pencils was probably lead-based, you know. And so, but there are so many options now where we can be responsible and help the environment and protect our kids. So some of the things you want to look for is 100% recycled paper which is easy to find, non-PVC binders. The binders that we, we typically typically use are polyvinyl chlorinate, however you say it, but it's, that's, it's toxic. So look for, look for binders that have cardboard covers or cloth-covered cardboard. Uh, you can get pencils that are made from newspaper, recycled newspaper that's compressed and graphite, so they're completely recyclable and biodegradable. Uh, erasers look for ones that are recycled rubber and not latex or synthetic rubber because that's it's the same kind of thing you don't want your kids chewing on on latex and pvc the same thing goes for lunch supplies you want to avoid those those plastic vinyl lunch boxes because those contain pvc in the liners and the thermoses can have bpa plastics and other toxins that will leach can leach into your your kids um, soups and drinks and whatnot so instead use cloth lunch bags there are some really cute ones or you can also use steel stainless steel bento boxes and if you don't know what a bento box is it's a japanese uh, compartmentalized box it has a lid and it's used for for lunches those uh, are for, really cute by the way i saw are. a lot of those out on pinterest they are i think i'm gonna buy you one 
Yeah, I would for, like one for, for lunch, work. and then mm-hmm. we'll review it, and we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, speaking of reviews, um, when instead of plastic sandwich bags, plastic is bad. Plastic is bad for us. It's bad for animals. Animals ingest plastic bags. They choke on them. They suffocate. It's really bad. So instead of that, you want ones that are cloth and that can be washed and reused. I have ordered three different brands of recyclable, I mean, uh, reusable lunch bags, sandwich bags. And I'm going to be, they should be in this week and I'll be kind of doing some testing. I'll have Vicki test them since she takes her lunch and then we'll post some reviews on those. The, and the place that I order from is the most is a company called Reuse It. It's a website called reuseit.com. And they have really, really good products. I've had a lot of success with them. So they, they're who I ordered from. And I'll have all that information on our, in our blog. All right. So I think we're just about wrapping up here. You want to talk, let's just talk a little bit about getting kids the, the healthy mind aspect of getting back to school. Because like I said, I used to dread it. I mean, once I got in there, it was okay. Because I had friends there too, mm-hmm. of course. But, you know, when you think about all the swimming and all the fun you have during summer it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to get back to school so um, let's talk about how you can make it a little bit more fun for kids right right you know there are a couple a couple of cute little things that you can do um, before after you buy your any school supplies that you're going to buy hopefully you've got a lot that you'll be reusing from the year before but um, have a little school supply decorating party Kids like to make their things personal. Before school starts, get together. You can have friends over if they want. Sit down with Ooh, some that would be fun. Invite like have a little party with their friends and stuff. I know. Yeah. Hey, we should do it for us. Right. We can, <laughs> we can like decorate decorate our notebooks that we use for our projects and stuff. Uh, so stickers to put on lunch boxes, binders, notebooks, markers, non toxic markers um, for writing names and drawing on notebooks. Um, offer healthy and fun snacks during your party that kids can do. And that can give your kids some ideas of things that they want to take in their lunches too, or for after school. And that, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. I would like that. So the other thing is to designate a space in your home for your kids to keep their school stuff when they're not using it. So weekends, nights, when they're not doing homework, have everything together, uh, whether it's a shelf on a bookcase or a corner of a room, or a small closet, whatever you have, for them to make that space their own. That'll give them hopefully a sense of responsibility and say, this is my area, you know, I'm responsible for it. And, and also so you're not scrambling in the morning, right? Exactly. Trying to find all their stuff. Exactly. But, you know, let them within reason decorate it though, however they want. I mean, if they wanted a garden, if they wanted a spaceship, if they wanted a, you know, however they want to do it. Um, I know, Vicki, you said that you were allowed to, to draw on the walls. Yeah, my mom was cool with that. My dad wasn't cool yeah, with that. Yeah, <laughs> but probably most parents wouldn't be. So I would say within reason, you know, um, decorating is good. But then make sure that they're responsible and they know, okay, this is my space. This is what I need to do. And that can help foster organizational skills early on as well. And that, I also have a couple of pictures of how to get organized like that, the way you were just mentioning uh-huh. on the Pinterest board also. Great. So that board is specific. It's got recipes, it's got organization, and just fun ideas. So Great. So hopefully you'll find everything you need in one space on that board. Oh, that sounds cool. Okay, well, I think that wraps up episode number 10, Back to School the Healthy Way. All right, and hopefully you'll have a great start to the new school year. Until next time. See you later. Peace out. Bye. 
Hey Veg Centers, thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.